There's no place in the U.S. that makes better corn than New Jersey. Grows well, better corn? Maryland. Mar- I don't know. We have some kick-ass corn. Sweet corn. Oh, yeah, Jersey. Yeah. Okay, right, we'll I don't know to, New Jersey. We'll have to fight it. It's well, probably we- the same corn. <laughs> Like, since the corn doesn't give a shit about the the boundaries (laughs) that we've laid down. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. So I want to kick off with what I feel is the most pressing thing about fall. Okay. Everyone's talking about it. Fall fashions. Fall fashions, what are of we course. Gonna, and when I think fall, I think fashion. Yes, and there's nothing more difficult. A few seasons are more fractured, they say, as pre-fall. Oh, pre-fall is a nightmare. Pre-fall is very difficult. So here's what's, here are some trends uh, that are coming up. A lot of these trends are based around... Someone called Haley Bieber. Apparently, Justin Bieber got married. I don't pay any attention to this. Really? But she's a big deal. I'm sure she's not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, this is for clothing and accessories. So here's what's coming up in the Mm pre-fall 2019. Two for one bottoms. So this is a trend that's going towards the unisex and the modest, which I see a lot of. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of like Little House on the Prairie stuff, yeah, yeah. but also a lot of stuff that's like Middle Eastern inspired, more modest. Um, so it's skirt over pants again. Okay. Now I, I haven't seen this in twenty years. It's not new. Most I of the, love it. Most of the world has already been doing it. Yeah, and it's been never, yeah. It's been going on forever. It's, but I just love I it. like skirt over pants. Why not? Yeah. Um, it's for people who are anti tights. They say mm-hmm. if you're not into it. Uh, and but the way that they're that I saw in the article, of course, because it's high fashion, it was way over the top. Mm-hmm. It's like you know a whole dress over a pair of like wide legged pants. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. Um, so another one is feathers before five. So this is inspired by Lady Gaga red carpet attire. Feathers, she, be, you can wear your feather. You don't have to wait till five. You don't o'clock have to wait till five o'clock anymore. Goodness. Uh, some of the examples are a puffer jacket made of feathers, mm-hmm. a feather scarf, or a midi dress made of ostrich feathers. So you can sure. do that now. Don't be, you know. And you can wear it before five, before yet five. again. This yeah. is day wear. Uh, this is accessories that do the talking. So big <clears throat> bags, weird shoes, and girlish earrings. And by big, they mean things like a quilt that doubles as a coat. Oh. We've seen this before. This never works. It, it looks like a work. blanket. It with doesn't a belt. work, and they're usually made of these materials that pill very easily. Yes, so you don't want to wear it. This giant pilled blanket. No. Um, and then there's another one. There's a tote that's the size of a tabletop, mm. a gigantic tote. Oh my bag. god. Um, so they're saying now, let, let your accessories do the talking. Also, the poncho is back. Uh, yes, because of climate change and the cape as well. The cape is back. Um, pleats, pleated oh pants. God. Yep, the high-waisted pleated yep. pants. Yep, new pleated pants. Your thighs will be well taken care of. Yep, the old Zeke Havarici. <laughs> yes. They have a strong silhouette. And then you, the, the silhouette is so strong that, you know, you always have to cover it up with a blazer. I remember having pleated pants in the 80s and being like, if I could just get a shirt long enough to go over this place. Yeah, I know. And in the 80s, yeah. tunic wasn't a huge thing. So no, you, you were just working know. with it. No, you had a tucked-in shirt. Yeah. And I remember as a, as a girl sitting down and having the pleats be voluminous and being like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, like a home. Not, yeah, it looks like I got a lot going on under here. Um, 80, 1980s style mini dresses are in. I can skip that one. Uh, jeans that mini are... Mini dresses or mini? Mini. Okay. 
uh, screen jeans. It says here, jeans emblazoned with logos, symbols, patterns, graphics, you name it. Mm-hmm. Everything but bedazzled is on there. Um, no more suits, apparently. So they're, they're promoting something called the broken suit. Valentino is giving us an athleisure spin. It's a graphic sweatshirt worn under a blazer. That's that not, doesn't. That's a, not a broken suit. That's a sweatshirt. Okay, so I've only worn a suit a couple of times. I think you, how many times have you I've worn, worn a suit? I've worn more than a couple, but less than a lot. Yeah, <laughs> less than a lot. Um, it's easy to wear. There's a reason why a blouse or a button-down shirt goes under a blazer. It's easy. Yeah. And it's 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 streamlined. It's streamlined. It's, it's there. You don't need the bulk under yeah, that. Yeah, so you can get it on. The idea of trying to put a blazer on, over a suit a jacket over a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's not a. It's, it's not, not smart. Good. And when we do, you to roll it up. Like, do you want some of the the sleeve to peek out? You want the sweatshirt to peek out yes. underneath your blazer? What, what do you scrunch it up? I don't know. And then the last one is again, and this is what I love about fashion: plaid. Just plaid. Just plaid. It's back. I don't know where they're saying it went. Um, so yeah, not bad. I, I'm excited. I kind of don't know what's going on with fashion anymore mm-hmm. because I'm over 40 and mm-hmm. you know, nobody wants to dress you. Right. Uh, but also I've seen all this stuff. Like, I feel like I've seen things uh, a couple but, of times but already. But you know what is in fashion? Inclusivity. Yes. So they're doing the whole sizing thing where they're... Which is great. Well, they extended, figured people over a size two wear clothes. Yeah. The extended sizes are being um, merchandised on websites right alongside a size yes. four. And I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, look, everybody is just scrolling to get to the size 10 because we want to see what it looks like on a regular person. Yeah, yeah. Like the size two model. I'm like, put that in the back. Yeah. Because we all know. That's we what all it know. like on a hanger. Yeah, sure. it looks like a pencil and someone threw a cloth over it. Like, we want to see. We want to see see what the outfit looks like I, I love the idea of inclusive sizing and for for young women nowadays who are growing up with it they'll never know what it was like before. no they'll never know that having to go up to because basically what they would do in a department store is like they have mainline sizing which goes up to a 12 yeah maybe maybe yeah. maybe and then if you wanted that same thing you in a 12, 14, 16 which most women are mm-hmm. in America that's the average size is 16 16 is the average size. Okay. And you would have to go up to the women's floor. That's and right, then for women's, for misses. Yeah, for women's. And it was, and it's like, now go and try to find that same pant or dress. No, we have it in blue. Yeah. That's or, it. But what they have, they don't even have the same designs that they do in the main line. They make up like some, have some weird print. Well, here's a sackcloth. Here's like with weird flowers all over yeah. it or something. So they make it really ugly. Or animal print. Yeah. That was the thing growing up. A lot of my um, aunts who were what we used to call plus size, they were always like, why is everything in this damn animal print? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> like, I have no idea why they think that but those you, women want cheetah print. Yeah, they, you could never replicate what you saw in the mainline sizing in the plus sizes. They just wouldn't make that thing. They've even made it up because I am petite. We're actually getting some shine, too. Regular petites is five, four, and under. I'm five, so I'm like super petite. Yeah, and and they put our stuff. They used to put our stuff in the back. Yes, it's like a little corner, <laughs> like in a, a little corner for little, little people. I would sometimes wander in there, and I'm like, oh, this is so. This is what I want. This is where the Oompa so Loompa shop. Small. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I can't understand what's going on. You're like, is this a pair of pants or a pair of shorts? <laughs> what's happening here? So that's a that's stuff for fall. Nice. All right. What do you have? Uh, well, when I think of fall, Jaquetta. I think of corn. Okay. I actually do, too. It is. And uh, there's no place in the U.S. 
that makes better corn than New Jersey. Grows well, better corn? Maryland. Mar- I don't know. We have some kick-ass corn. Sweet corn. Oh, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, right, we'll I don't know to, New Jersey. We'll have to fight it. It's well, probably the we- same corn. <laughs> <laughs> like, since is. the corn doesn't give a shit about the, the boundaries <laughs> that we've laid down. Yeah. I didn't know New Jersey was corn. Oh, I yeah. think blueberries when I think of New Jersey. Oh, really? No. Uh, Jersey corn and tomatoes. Okay. That's the thing. All right. Anyway, have you ever heard about the corn goddess? No. I never have. Ever. Is this a New Jersey thing as well? No. Okay. So, the in the fall. Corn goddess of Hohokus. <laughs> I was just looking up corn and I found the corn goddess of corny. (laughs) The corn goddess of like exit 12. (laughs) Okay. So, what about the corn? There are a lot of corn deities. Okay, I was not aware of this. Yeah, I didn't know either. Okay. But mostly females are associated with it because it's about fertility. Okay. Um, male corn gods do appear in some legends, but not too many. <laughs> male corn gods. <laughs> Just pay him no mind. Yeah, right. Um, so there is the corn mother. Okay. Uh, so according to a lot of Native Americans and uh, different um, cultures around the world, it's it's a creation myth, the corn okay. mother. Um, she is the first mother of the people. The creation myth says that after people began to fill the earth, they became so good at hunting that they killed most of the animals. Okay. The first mother of all the people cried because she had nothing to feed her children. When her husband asked what he could do, she told him to kill her and have her sons drag her body by its silky hair until the flesh was scraped off her bones. Good grief. Most origin stories are a little gentler than that. <laughs> After burying her bones, they should return in seven months and when there would be food for the people. The sons returned. They found corn plants and tassels with tassels like silken hair. And they devoured their mother. Yeah, their mother's flesh had become tender fruit of the corn. that's not like a really pleasant no but there's another one too that almost made me kind of vomit a little bit um there's because there's different variations to the the story okay and it was saying that there was um that sounds like her husband did that of his own accord and it was like no no it was for food yeah (laughs) yeah there is one where um, the vill- there is a village that they're experiencing like a kind of a famine and an old woman, oh, the crone, no. comes to town. And they eat her. No, no, but she it decides, she it helps bring this, this bountiful harvest with her. Suddenly there is corn and she's okay. making all these corn dishes. Uh-oh. And she's cooking for everybody and she's, they're all corn-based dishes. And they're like, where is she getting this corn from? Because it's, there's a famine and it's not growing. So they spy on her. And what she is doing, she is, like, scraping off her skin, and it's the corn falls from it. Or, like, she either so defecates the corn. So she's an ear of corn. Or she, she defecates. Yeah, there's, like, a, there is, it, but it's, like, a very, it's kind of, like, a revolting way. Mm-hmm. But in a motherly way, in the way that you Yeah, use. so they, they've been eating all this corn, and they're, like, she's been scraping it off her body. And, oh, God. And so they're it's horrified. It's like some kind of fucked up giving tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're horrified. They're they horrified. were happy to eat it before. Yeah, and now they're... They, really, they didn't think about where it was coming from? Right. The idea that it was coming from her. She was the bountiful harvest. Oh. But it was disgusting, and so they end up killing her, and then... Or they, they do kill her, and they do the burying thing, and then the corn grows. Wow. So they get the corn anyway. Is there a popcorn mm-hmm. myth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of any kind? Where someone was telling an amusing story, and gee, they wish they had some kind of a salty, crisp yeah. snack. yeah. 
So there is the corn mother okay. who does this, who's there to feed everybody. But even though, but the thing is that I think that these stories, like, they're also made to kind of degrade women as well. It Here sounds is the woman, like it. The woman who was bringing this bounty and this harvest, and now they have to, like, shit on her somehow. <laughs> Either that or it's um, trying to show how ridiculous people are like you know mm-hmm. so they were getting a good thing this free corn from somebody mm-hmm. why'd you look a gift horse in the mouth i guess yeah it's just kind yeah, of thing. every day but she, the fact that they end up with the corn at the end yeah there's no real punishment yes yeah, so, and depending on the version of the story the corn is either scabs or sores she rubs off her body washings from her feet nail clippings or even her feces washings from her feet you know <laughs> feet washings. feet washings just <laughs> fry that up yeah, but there's those are the more negative versions of yeah. the story. Then there's the more positive ones. The one where, where she gets dragged dragged by the hair. Well, it was she teaches people like she okay. brings the bounty and she teaches people how to grow corn and how to. Do I wonder it. if some uh, some Native American women were like, "We got to change this up. Yeah, this is not helping." Yeah, <laughs> and they say that like where she dragged her body was dragged mm-hmm. is where the corn grows. That's the furrows. Yes, that's. It, that's where it grows, and that's the reason why corn doesn't grow just anywhere. Okay, it only grows where she was dragged. Yeah, by her hair. Wow. That's and bizarre. And that's why corn has silky hair, because it's... Yeah, silky white hair like Native Americans. <laughs> Known for their blonde yeah. mop tops. Long, luxurious blonde yeah. hair, right? So I have a thing here. It's the origins of Oktoberfest. I never knew what Oktoberfest was about. I know it's just people getting together, being German and drinking beer, mm-hmm. but the origins of it. So apparently, yeah, it's like, it's, what is that? It's from 1810. Its origins it's... are not that interesting. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, Bavarian Crown Prince Louis, later King Louis I of Bavaria, marries Princess Teresa von Schaschen Hildenberg Hassen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bavarian royalty invites citizens of Munich to attend the festivities held in a field in front of the city gate. So this is some, you know, horse thieves families. You call all royalty (laughs) horse thieves. Some horse thieves have a wedding. Uh, And then they have it in front of the city gates. The famous public fields are then named Teresa's Fields uh, in honor of the crown princess. And locals now just call it the field. And they used to have, they were having horse races in the presence of the royal family that concluded the event, celebrated all over Bavaria. So everybody really cared about this wedding. And so they were having Why? celebrations. What was, the, what was the big deal about it? Because people have slave mentality and they like royalty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, or it was like a free food. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened when the royal family added that... With that old princess. What does that woman say? Meghan Markle. Yeah. The whole world made a big deal out of that happening. Like, it has any bearings on anything. So this is the same kind of thing. But the decision to repeat the festivity. So they had such a good time that the people were like, hey, we should do this again. But we can't wait until there's another wedding. Mm -hmm. because So then they just started having it year after year after year. And it becomes Oktoberfest. Oh. Where people get together uh, and drink beer. It's relatively, it's young. Yeah. So it's from from 1810. That's Oktoberfest. Mm -hmm. It's not a celebration of fall, necessarily. It's not a celebration of beer. It started off as a wedding party. As a reception. Yeah, as a wedding reception. (laughs) For some horse thieves. Um, so pretty interesting. Yeah, Oktoberfest. I was hoping that it would be more, you know, like yeah, there, there was a pagan or you know, 
yeah, something that some has kind of fertility something and that's the real and rave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just a wedding. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. What do you have? Well, when I think of fall, I also think of hay rides. Okay. I hope this isn't going to be as brutal as the corn mother. Well, I did not know how dangerous hay rides are. Have you ever been on a hay ride? No, but I've never been wanted to go on one. I've never been on one because when I think of hay ride, I always because I grew up in a farming community and I grew up around a lot of um, silos and barns. And nothing makes me more itchy than thinking about jumping in hay. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff in there, and yeah. like a bale of hay. Yeah, it's like an ecosystem in yeah. there. There's like all kinds of. You don't creatures. want any. You know what? Tuck your jeans, your asset watch jeans, into your socks. You know, because stuff is going to be climbing <laughs> up yeah, there. Yeah, stuff is going to be coming out and itchy. Yeah, I I never really went on. They looked like fun. As a kid, I'd want to go on one. As an adult, not so much. Okay, because I thought of critters and bugs yeah. and things that are in the hay. But they are dangerous because it's, like, usually pulled by a tractor or some horses or whatever is mm-hmm. pulling it that's not regulated. Who knows? <laughs> like, what if it's a machine. In? It, like, there's a tractor oh, pulling. Oh, on my tractor. Yeah. Who knows who's maintaining that machine? How well is it maintained? You think there's, like, just a mad farmer who's like, yeah, everybody, hop on. Yeah, and have they tested the cart, how much weight it can hold, <laughs> all of that? No. No, they haven't done any of Maybe that. Maybe at county fairs. At county fairs, I think they, they yeah, would they know would that. Yeah, they would do that. All right, so, but this is usually at night, and there's all sorts of shenanigans going on. Plus, they can't see the train as well, so... <laughs> Whose hay ride is this? This is like a oh. They've done this. Well, they've gone on these hay rides and they've gotten to some, like, maybe some inclines and it's bumpy and the whole thing tipped over and goes crashing down a ravine. Are you serious? Yeah. When did this happen? I don't know. Okay. I don't have it in front of me. But okay. I was reading. You're in general. I was reading several different articles and they're or all they, generated by law firms, by the way. They're like, have you been on a hay ride and your are you thing serious? tipped over? Call us. Hayridehell.com. Yeah, they're like, you got to really watch it. And then there's so much liability, and they're not insured. Were you impregnated on a hayride? <laughs> Plus, people are drunk. Yeah, the Cotton Eye Joe factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but before that, you do go on a hayride. So safety tips? Yes. Safety tips, I was like, don't go. Yes, many farms are underinsured when it comes to liability coverage, especially if they start opening their doors to the public. Before only in America are people concerned about litigation. Yeah. Well, that's number one on this list yeah. here. Make sure that your level of liability insurance is adequate if, if you're holding one, because yeah. people will sue you and you'll lose everything. Yeah. Plan the route. Can't you do a waiver like they do in most countries, where it's like if you get on this hayride, anything mm-hmm. that happens to you is your problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I would do that too. Yeah. Planning the route waiver. to identify hazards, avoid on-road travel, and uh, emergency accesses. They're all very important to successful hayride. I'm sorry. Is anybody breaking onto the highway with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> but also... Like, people want to be in a field. I know. I know. know the well, maybe they want to get across to the other good field. I go to 9A. Yeah. Um, but you have to watch out for overhead branches, wires, irrigation heads, sharp turns, steep inclines, uneven ground, and poorly drained soil. Because <laughs> get in the mud. I'm just imagining, for some reason, this guy taking a sharp turn. <laughs> it is supposed to be like a relaxing hay ride, but mm-hmm. he's in a rush. He's going to make the light. Yeah. Make sure your tractor, the tractor you select should be equipped with a rollover protection structure. Okay. And should be large enough to handle the stop and load without any trouble. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, inspect the straw. 
Fresh straw. <laughs> Inspect the straw. Fresh dry straw should Is be Is it used. golden? Um, golden strand. Of, <laughs> yeah. Can it be woven into yeah. fine? Is it dry? Damp or wet straw uh, can be slippery, slippery and prone to mold. That's oh another God. part of it. I was thinking of things inside. See, this is why I'm glad I grew up in the country because I... <laughs> really? Yeah, so <laughs> the driver should be trained specifically in the operation. Of Have these, a hayride. Yeah. <laughs> be able to stop and start and stop smoothly. Yeah. So it, should be, it should be a farmer. It should be someone who is familiar with the, the equipment. Yeah. It's important to for employees loading and unloading the visitors to be trained and have some first aid experience. Just fling them up. <laughs> and they just know how to drive slowly. Um, and crowd control. Manage the flow of visitors is very important because... Where yeah. is this place? <laughs> well, I guess it's... I mean, again, when I was growing up, hay rides were very organic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the kind of thing where it was like... You know, Friday at 7, mm-hmm. meet at Farmer Bob Payne's, yeah. and there'll be a hayride. Bring your money. Yeah. It's but, not like... No, it's not like that, because you have to... Now it's a business, apparently. Yeah, because everybody wants to get on a ride. Yeah. You can't get everybody, so you have to schedule them and time Is them. Is this for the place that I saw in New Jersey, where it's the apple picking, but you don't pick the apples? They're pre-picked, and you pick them up? Is it that kind of thing, where it's like, there's a... <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like a hayride... Like that you very, can watch go by. A very sanitary hayride. Yeah. With, like, chairs. They have, like... There's hay underneath, but there's, like, <laughs> Philippe Stark chairs on I, top. I feel like it should, the hayride nowadays would be, like, a fenced-in area where the hayride <laughs> yes. goes around in a circle, and they have... They hire people to ride it, so you can enjoy other people enjoying the hayride. You can walk... Without any You danger. can walk by it. Yeah. You can walk next to it and look in. Yeah. Um, the but then there's a, they will take a picture of you and, you know, superimpose it in. Yeah, so exactly. So you can, you can hashtag and selfie it. Yeah, so you have to have, you have to time the whole thing, do all that, and then the, the, about loading and unloading people. Mm-hmm. Load and unload one person at a time. <laughs> Don't, like, grab two twins. And fling them. fling them. Yeah. Don't walk on hay bales. Okay. No children on back bales. Like, don't put them in the back. Um, entrances must be attended by adults. Remain seated while entrances. in Entrances? I mean, it's the back of a truck. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Remain seated while ride is in motion. Mm-hmm. Keep arms and legs in at all times. No horseplay. <laughs> okay, this is like the least fun. Yeah. Hey, ride. All we did was jump. Like, people just jumped around. Yeah. No smoking. Well, that's obvious. No lighters. Yeah. No camcorders or flat camcorders. Why no camcorders? Flash cameras. Who knows? We just spook the hay. No, <laughs> no laser pointers because you bring that. You're doing a presentation. This is some shit in the suburbs. Yeah. No laser pointers. No food or drink permitted. No alcohol. Oh come on! I'm, yeah. You know what? I'm not going on this hayride. This hayride <laughs> sucks. Are you kidding? You can't do anything. Single file. Yeah. No booze. You can't smoke. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't say anything about hanky panky. Well, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I found. Uh, speaking of uh, back to school, back to school shopping is a big deal. We haven't had to be bothered with this for years, mm-hmm. and I was lucky, and you were too. We had uniforms, so back to school shopping for me was like another plaid skirt. Um, but Barney's is filing for bankruptcy. So did you know this? I did not yes. know this. 
Barney's is filing for bankruptcy, and I think it's going to coincide with back-to-school shopping, or at least fall shopping. So it says, Barney's, the 96-year-old New York City mecca high fashion, announced on Tuesday that it's closing 15 of its 22 stores. Oh, my God. I had no idea they had that few. I feel like every, maybe because most of the cities that I've gone to, there's been one there, so I assume mm-hmm. that they were all over the place. But they're closing on the Las Vegas one. I'm like, if you can't keep that going. That's in um, New Chicago York? Chicago and Seattle. It, it says they're keeping the flagship one. Okay, good. Here. It's the result of rising rent costs um, and declining foot traffic and the fact that people, even at the high level, at the high end, are shopping online. Mm-hmm. So people think nothing of buying a Chanel bag online or a Louis Vuitton bag online. I was surprised you can actually do that. Um, you don't know what you're getting. Well, no, you get it from them. Yeah, but still. You don't know what you're getting anyway. I mean, it's rubberized plastic. Um, <laughs> but it says, as consumers increasingly turn to online retail and subscription box clothing and rental services, Barney's joins a number of high-end institutions that had to shutter locations. Lord & Taylor, mm-hmm. close down, uh, Bendel's. And so Lord & Taylor was open for 104 years. Oh, my God. And Bendel's was open... For 123 years before it closed down. That's not bad. That's a good run. Yeah, but that's it's a good like run in America. It, it, 100 years is a good run for a company here. That they're all closing down at the same time. Yeah, it's this over. Is, it, it's... Because people are not, I don't, I mean, I don't shop at Lord & Taylor mm-hmm. or I didn't shop at Henry Bendel or Saks Fifth Avenue or Barney's. I would only go into these places when they were having the mega sales. Yeah. Like if I needed... And we talked about this before, in the time in our lives when we were going to a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a sale at Saks Fifth Avenue, you pick up a couple of dresses, yeah. and you're going to be wearing them a couple of times, and then you consign them. Yeah. Um, but I think because of stuff like mm-hmm. Rent the Runway, there's even higher end ones, and the fact that a lot of young, and I'm just talking about young women, don't even go to brick and mortar stores anymore. How's this going to work? Like, how are you going to get them, if you, if you don't even start off going to the Gap and Banana Republic? that experience of shopping, how are they going to move them how are to you, the next level? But how are they going to even find <clears throat> things that they never would have had access the to The subscription before? box. They, I guess, people send them random stuff. So, like, I've seen ads on the subway <clears throat> where you can say, okay, I'm going on a, my child is going on a play date, and they will <laughs> send you, like, a little box of things that he or she might wear to the play date. Oh, And then kidding. you pick out... <laughs> I'm not kidding. Then you pick out the things that you want and you send the rest back. This is... Say, and the, I saw an ad also. It was like, you know, night out with the guys. What are you going to wear? Same thing. So you tell them what your um, shape is, you know, what your sizes are, mm-hmm. what your style is, what the event is, and they send you stuff. How are... Just, and now there's different designers with different styles mm-hmm. and, and they, different offerings. But if they don't have stores that you can go in to try things on and touch and feel and be exposed to it, you're just looking online. Yeah, you just look, well, that's where the subscription box comes I know, in. but the thing So is, the subscription box, the uh, subscription box, conscription box, yeah. surprise, here yeah. in the Army, the subscription boxes can have that kind of stuff in it. So they could send you a new a piece from a new designer if you're at that level and that's what you want. Yeah, but the thing is... Like, I hear what you're saying. You can't find this on your own for free and go through the experience. The people are not doing that anymore. The, the, uh, the hunt is over. Like the idea of going to even a place like Barney's and like going so now, to the racks, people are not interested in that. And with algorithms, you know, I'm not going to get... Be, have 
like you and I can go into a store together, a mall together, yeah. and we can go and see the same things. Mm-hmm. But your algorithm and my algorithm are two different things, and we may not ever see the same things. Yeah. That's and that that's the way it's going now. So you can see how that is making it difficult for if people are in that mindset of, well, don't you know what I like? You've you know you've seen all the stuff I've ordered online. You've seen the stuff that I've rented. Um, walking into a store, they don't even know what to do. Yeah, and apparently, and this is where salespeople come in. I I guess they don't want to employ more mm-hmm. salespeople because that's what a salesperson would do at yeah. Barney's would come up to you and say. May I help you? What are you looking for? And then all those issues of what your style is, what your shape is, they can just look at you. A yes. good salesperson <clears throat> can look at you and tell what it is that is going to work for you. Mm-hmm. and Or suggest some things that you might not even think of. Mm-hmm. But these subscription services are supposed to be able to make that happen as well. Um, so it said people are spending uh, $500 billion online. That's up 14%. And then the luxury market online is growing twice as fast as the regular online market. Wow. Um, So they're saying how to to get these deals. There's going to be promo codes. So keep keep an eye out for that. Groupon apparently is selling promo codes (laughs) to Barneys. If I can't think of anything more low rent. With a Groupon. (laughs) With a Groupon. Like wasn't that just a guy standing outside with like a sandwich board? Uh, Laboutin's, you know, 60% off. So they're going to be giving promo codes. Um, the, the Barney's Warehouse is going out of business as well. And they said wait till the, the fire sale. Uh, it's going to be, they think, um, a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? Not 100% sure when. But there's going to be a Barney's fire sale. I'm going to be there. All right. <laughs> I find it fascinating. I never. You're going to be there throwing elbows. These are stores that, like, closed down before I even had enough money to shop them in I the first know, place. I know. I know. Like, you look forward to shopping it's, at a Barney's. Finally, you get, like, to a point in your life where you can go yeah, and do these I things. I can buy something it's... on the sale rack at Barney's now. But now it's gone. No. Not anymore. So, yeah. There you go, people. Fashion. The fall of fashion. The fall, oh yeah. Okay. So, Jaquita, when I think of fall. Okay. Who actually, who doesn't think of autumn leaves? I don't know. <laughs> They're just, you know, a hateful person. Yeah. That's who. So, it, people will travel to see the leaves change color. Yeah, and it's I've, a kind leaf of a neat peepers, thing. I've missed it every fucking year. Yeah. It's Not like, once have I been able to get upstate, they get blown off, or there's like a rainstorm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, I miss it. a certain window of time. And yeah. I mean, it's there's nothing better than driving through like Pennsylvania, yeah. or New Jersey, New York, and, and see, or go up to like Boston. Yeah. And that ride up there is Where I'm from, it's not that dramatic in Maryland. But yeah, upstate. Yeah. So it's like, I always thought that leaves changed color because of, of the temperature. Okay. Were they cold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's time for us to go yeah, now. That's it, yeah. You know, and they were just like, it's getting cold, so now this Peace color. Out. Yeah, I'm going to change my color and fall, fall off and yeah. die. And that's it. But, no, there's, well, temperature is just part of it, but it's um, several factors contribute to the fall color, but the main, it's temperature, precipitation, and moisture, but the main agent is light and usually the lack of it. So as the light becomes... nerve. (laughs) The main ingredient is nerve. Nerve. (laughs) I'm showing my colors. It takes nerve. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to go for a rich hue before I fall to the ground. Tell me. As the autumn days grow shorter, the reduced light triggers chemical changes 
causing a corky wall to form between the twig and the leaves. Excuse me? Exactly. Corky wall? A corky wall between the twig and the leaves. That sounds like a really bad name for a performer. I know. Corky wall. I was watching a movie the other night, and I'm not (laughs) kidding. The only reason why I started watching it is because I looked in the credits, and one of the actors was named Rusty Joyner. I said, no, he's not. Let's see what he has to do. Rusty Joyner. Yeah, but I think Rusty Joyner and Corky Wall in a Rusty Joyner production. <laughs> it's going to be like Rush Hour 17. The Fall of Autumn. The Fall of Autumn. That's it. A Rusty Joyner production. So this Corky Wall eventually causes the leaf to drop off in the breeze. Mm-hmm. As the Corky cells multiply. I love her work. Corky Wall. <laughs> They seal off the vessel that supplies the leaf with nutrients and water and Starving. also block yeah, block the exit vessel, trapping simple sugars in the leaves. Mm-hmm. And the combination of reduced light, lack of nutrients, no water, add up to the death of and of the pigment chlorophyll, the green in the leaf. And so once the green is gone, the other two pigments show their bright faces. Wow, that's kinda of personal. <laughs> I know. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's really just it's talk. It's about the plant's inability now to absorb the sunlight. It's one of the things that always confounds me. Again, having grown up in a rural area, it seems odd to me to try to charge people when they come to your region to yeah. see something that is free yeah. and is open. Um, and I always get a little bit offended when I do go to, like, you know, kind of do the leaf peeping thing. Mm-hmm. But they try to sell me something. I'm like, yo, I'm just here for the leaves. Yeah. Like, I don't need your $8 thing of cider. And I'm sorry, there's no way for you to make money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Other than yeah, to try to gouge me. But, like, I'm just here to see this, you know, to see this thing. Yeah. Um, so then there's, like, the forecast for this, for this range of time that you can see it. But yeah. if... They do There's, really elaborate maps, you know, that come out. Yeah, but if they're freezing temperatures um, and a hard frost hit, it can kill the process within the leaf and lead to a poor fall color. Yes, and, and that's what's happened to me in the past. <laughs> that frost has hit. And I've been like, damn it, that was my one weekend to yeah. peak. And then the trees are like, we got to get ready for winter because it's here. Yeah, and then it's, it's like, over. And so they're like, leaves, leave. Boom. <laughs> And they fall early, and they never reach their color potential. And they ruin the local economy with it yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, so the New England, Upper Midwest, Rocky Mountains, and part of the Appalachians hold the jackpot for leaf peoples. Yeah. yeah, so the bright climate and light and the abundance of the tree varieties, you know, that's what you're looking for. But also, I want to give a shout-out to New York and New Jersey, because there are some parts of our states mm-hmm. that you can find very beautiful... Um, no fall leaves as well. And in New York City, even though no one talks about it, Central Park looks amazing. It oh, goes right. quickly, yeah. but it looks amazing. And so does uh, Van Cortlandt Park, which okay. is the park that's near me. It look, it's very beautiful, very vibrant. Not for as long a period of time mm-hmm. um, as you would see further up north. Yeah, so uh, shout out to the Corky Walls. Yeah, to Corky Walls and Rusty Joyner <laughs> <laughs> for their work, for the work they do. <laughs> With the seasons. Mm-hmm. They got the full R. 
All right, so I have a, a piece of advice here for our segment, Advice on Advice, where we find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we try to improve upon it, hence... Advice on advice. advice. So this is um, her take advice column, and the title is Too Close, Too Quickly. Ooh. Yes. Dear okay. Nina, last June a woman named Vivian, quote unquote, oh, God. All right. <laughs> moved into my building. She's a teacher with lots of credentials, her statement. <laughs> According to her. If she's a teacher, she probably does have her license. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a master's. It's not, it's not hearsay. It's not hearsay. She's not making she it She didn't up. get it out of a Cracker Jack box. probably from the state. Yeah. Um, and we have some similar interests. I nosedived right into a friendship with her, assuming we had a lot in common. I don't know how to ease into a friendship. What? She nosedived yeah. into it. I assume we have a lot in common. Yeah. Let's be... Let's I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. I invited her to events. Okay. Introduced her to my friends and no doubt gave the impression that I wanted to be friends. Mm. I would think that. If someone was like inviting me out and introducing me to people, mm. I'd think they want to be my friend. Yeah. Several months passed before I realized we weren't a good match at all. And I started to dislike being around her. She had quite a few difficult situations. And then in parentheses, not getting the job she wanted, having her car die. Well... <laughs> But persevered despite these setbacks. Okay. Now, that's just normal. That just happens. That's happening. Yeah. yeah it's okay. Hands up if you've had a car that's, you know, you've had never had a car that died. Or you didn't get the job you, you wanted. You didn't get the job, yeah. Yeah. The problem is that she blames everyone else for her difficulties and never takes responsibility. Okay. Since she has no one else to talk to. Oh. I know. Well, she, she just uses, moved to town. She uses me to vent. This well, is a couple months in. Well, she's been dominating all her time. Yeah. Uh, I mostly feel awful after these talks, yet I realize she is alone in a new city and has no other support. For those and other reasons, I do not want to be friends. So uh, she doesn't what? want to be friends because She's the woman had some difficulty. She does. She blames other people for her problems, but also the fact that she's alone in a new city. These are her reasons, the way that it's written. Okay. Um, uh, she knocks on my door or phones almost every day. So she lives. They live in the same building. Well, they, they, she thinks they're friends. Yeah, she. This woman treated her like a friend. It went in there hardcore. Yeah, I feel harassed and have spoken to her about my need for better boundaries, and she does not get it. I find myself turning off all my lights so she will not know <laughs> I am home, and I don't answer the phone or go oh. to the door. Oh my god! This feels cowardly. Well, it is. It is. It is. It is. And it's a bit of a dick move as well. Yeah. It's like, come on. What can I do to find peace and not make her life any more difficult in the process? Thanks. Suffering from friendship regret. So this is the scenario. Uh, look, I feel like she, it, she brought it on herself. Yeah. She jumped into it assuming they have a lot in common. Yeah. Instead of naturally letting a friendship develop. Mm-hmm. And she, now this woman has come to depend on her, which makes sense because she's... She says she's, um, whenever she has problems, she uses her to vent. So they're talking all the time. She's probably not just venting. She's probably also opening up in other ways mm-hmm. as well, like telling her more about yourself, herself and thinking that they're developing a friendship. Yeah. And there, this other woman was just like kind of doing the love bomb using thing. Yeah. Like the equivalent would be the guy that is just like dating a girl like, oh, I love you so much. And then ghost. Yeah. 
So, dear suffering from friendship regret. First, I want you to know that by clicking with Vivian in those early weeks, it makes perfect sense. In fact, research explains why diving into a friendship with her felt natural. I think it's helpful to know about that research so that in the future you can be aware of other factors that can make us feel an instant connection while still staying aware of the need to take things slowly. I mean, I think this woman already knows how that works. Mm -hmm. I have definitely taken friendships too quickly. And it's much easier to let a friendship grow over time than to reset it once certain expectations are in place. Um, so she recommends, like, um, a book about how to, like, deal with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, you said that Vivian has no other support, but if she's new in town, that will change. You've been very generous, including her in events and introducing her, but there's no reason to feel that you have to be her sole confidant. Isn't it also possible that Vivian has started making other friends during those months that you've been avoiding her? Mm. Oh, so this woman might think I'm her only friend, and Rivia's probably like, yeah, I have a lot of friends. I see them all the time. Like, you live in my building. I'm just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, or like we're doing what we normally do. So she thinks Vivian is probably like, you know, crying a tear into her beer. Yeah. Because she won't come to the door or pick up, and maybe she's like, eh, eh whatever. Okay, okay. I thought we were tight. Yeah, or, make, or like, um... Maybe she doesn't really like her, but it's like feels guilty and is like, I got to check in on yeah. her. It says, look for an opportunity to take a time commitment from your life and make it bigger than it is. Perhaps you're swamped with work, so lie. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you're spending extra time with an older relative in need. <laughs> Just out of the blue. So you guys have been hanging tough for months, but now all of a sudden this grandmother that you never mentioned is ill and needs yeah. your help. Um, I'm not suggesting that you create create some kind of elaborate lie. Rather, <laughs> just a, a really basic lie. Rather, so use something that's quote unquote true enough as your excuse to spare Vivian's feeling. Do not turn off your lights, do not sneak around. You can be friendly and enjoy having a neighbor you appreciate for more than a passing hello, but be consistent in your new boundaries. Wow. So, watch out for instant closeness. Yeah, I've definitely had friends that um, we become like tight really quickly, mm-hmm. and then you realize you don't know the person, but then you usually pull back and the friendship. And develop. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, it's too soon. <laughs> Gotta get rid of this <laughs> Yeah, too soon. Yeah, just kind of like get a little space and, yeah. and you know, kind of, it balances itself out. But isn't right? that normal when you first make a new friend that you want to like, especially if you live together mm-hmm. and you're very similar? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm assuming these women are probably a little bit, young, you know, a little bit younger than us. Like, you do want to hang out. Yeah, and you want to have friendship. It's it's yeah. like a kind of a, a supportive thing, like yeah. knowing that there's somebody that you can call on and be like, hey, I, you know, ran out of milk. <laughs> <laughs> but also the idea that, like, I don't, I don't know how many friendships that I've had that develop slowly. It was like, I, you know, I'll see you in March, then maybe I'll see you a month well, later. I mean, Do you know what I mean? It, it's not like, all right, say you take a class with somebody. Yeah. And you're in a class for a semester. But then you're seeing them every yeah. week. So that that's what I mean. Like, at the beginning of a relationship, you should probably see the person fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah. And then... <laughs> They're like, it seems that we get along in class. Let's yeah. take this outside for a cup of coffee. Yeah. And okay. see how it goes. Let's have a dinner. Yeah. But it's not like, okay, if you have that drink after class one week, the next week you're like, nah, too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, we had fun last week, but we need to yeah. cool it. Like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.